You sisters know that my skin has been glowing lately. And I'm here to tell you my secret. Oak Essentials. You've heard us talk about their line of luxurious products before, and we're so excited to have them as a sponsor of OK Sister Podcast because now you can join in on the glowy goodness. You know Oak Essentials is legit because it was created by none other than our favorite brand ever, Jenny Kane. Oak Essentials is known for its simple approach to self-care with a lineup of foundational skincare staples made with high-quality ingredients that drive results. It aims to unlock healthy, glowing skin with decadent and hydrating ingredients that give you a luxe, dewy glow. I won't shut up about the Moisture Rich Balm. It's a nutrient-rich balm that supports collagen production and delivers serious hydration for a luminous glow. And a luminous glow indeed. The way my skin feels like butter after applying this balm. This balm will make you never want to wear makeup again. And you can apply generously during your night routine to lock in moisture as you dream. It's the definition of beauty sleep. Treat yourself or someone else this season. You sisters will get 15% off and a free organic honey-based restorative mask with their first order. Oh my God, what a deal. When you use code OKSIS15 at checkout. That's right. 15% off plus a gift with your first order at O-A-K-E-S-S-E-N-T-I-A-L-S.com. Promo code OKSIS15, OKAYSIS15. Go ahead and treat yourself. From luxurious skincare to meaningful self care, you deserve it. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to OK Sis Podcast. Hi, sisters. I'm Maddie. And I'm Scout. And we are sisters IRL. I'm the older one. Yes, Scout. We know. Here at OK Sis, we believe women are multifaceted. Which is why you can expect sisterly banter on a wide range of topics, such as pop culture, our entrepreneurial journeys, and mental health routines. We promise it'll be informative. And silly. As long as you don't get too loud, Mads. Welcome to the sisterhood. Hello and welcome back to OK Sis Podcast. My name is Mads. My name is Scout. And thank you so much for pressing play. We're so grateful that you're here today. Yes. So Scout, what I wanted to tell you was a listener, a sister, voice noted me and she called me Madela. And then she was like, is it okay if I call you Madela? And it was so sweet because I had never heard anyone but you call me that. Oh, I know I copied you because not that I listened to your episode, but I heard that you were doing this voice note thing. Not that I listened to your episode. <laughs> so I told bitch. you've only listened to one of mine and that's because I asked you to specifically. I needed your feedback. So I did it on mine and for this morning and I got a voice note as well and it warmed my heart and I thought, you know what? This is fucking awesome. I'm into it. Voice notes are the most underrated feature and community building tip. I honestly think it just feels so personal. There's this human connection. You actually feel like someone's 
there's a human on the other side of, of these ear holes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Except for like the fact that you used to think it was so rude that I would send you voice notes. <laughs> yeah. I warmed up to it. I mean, look, there's, there's certain etiquette. Like you can't send a six minute voice note. Like it's a little much because the thing is, if your phone goes blank, then you have to restart it, which is a nightmare. Listen, we bullied iPhone into Apple into giving us the unread feature. Now we have to bully them into getting us this feature. So I voice note a lot on Voxer because on Voxer, that's where my coach is. And so you can just listen, you can play it and you can exit the app. You can do other things and the voice note will still play. And so it's so fucking annoying on iPhone that if you play it and you exit it out or if you walk away, it just stops. And then you're like, how do I do So they and really they need to, to restart from the beginning. And then they changed where you send voice notes. They put it into like this obscure app place. And I'm like, we need power over our voice notes and we want it now. Yeah. Yeah. Apple, if you're listening, please. They are listening and they will get on top of it immediately because of what we said. Oh, okay. Great. All right. We have such a delightful episode for you. We had Eli Rallo on, you know, her from TikTok and we went through each of our life rules. We went through three rules that we all have for life and it kind of goes all over the map, which I love, but it was such a great episode. Don't you think? It was such a good episode. It was, as you said, all over the map, but in the best way possible. We had silly life rules. We had serious life rules. We discussed each other's life rules. And I feel like it gives a really nice, wholesome look into the three of us. And Eli was third sister vibes all the way. So you guys know this is going to be a good episode. All the way. All right. Enjoy, sisters. Enjoy. Hello, Eli. Hi, how are you? We are doing fabulously. How are you? I'm good. I'm so excited. Feels like you're like in a little little bubble, a little little space. I know. It do- it looks like that. <laughs> <laughs> are you home in New York? I love the name Eli for a girl. Oh my gosh. It's sort of like my favorite underrated, underused female names. Thank you. I've never met somebody named Eli that's a girl. Like I'm always like, every time I meet someone that's Eli, it's a guy. Yeah, it is. But I feel like if you go to Jewish summer camp, there's like at least one or two girl Eli's. You know what I mean? Yeah, I feel like that's where I would find them (laughs) if I was... Yeah, if I was looking. If you were to find a girl, Eli, that's, that's where, where she one would be. Would that's where she'd be for <laughs> sure. Okay, so wait. First of all, Eli, I was on your pod and we had discussed that you're going to come to LA to do karaoke with me. And I would just like to say that yes. I have decided I'm going to do karaoke for my birthday. So if you would like to book. Love. When's your birthday? July 9th. Oh my God, wait. I forgot that you're a cancer. I think that we talked about this, very, right? Yes, very much so a cancer. And yeah, we're going to do like full-blown drunk karaoke. I need it. Maybe that's like my sign to book a trip to LA. A hundred percent. And I'm going to be that annoying bitch that is screaming all too well 10-minute version at karaoke. Oh yeah, as you should. That's like, how. what else do you need on your birthday? What else? What else? Nothing. Literally nothing. I'm terrified. Last time we went to karaoke for Mad's birthday, which was four years ago, I took the biggest L of my life and I blacked the fuck out and woke up on my mom's couch next to a burrito with my shoes on. Yeah. You're like, I don't even know if I can go this year. Sorry. Like I might have to opt out or take a week (laughs) off work. One or the other. Yeah. I love it. Um, Yeah. Okay, wait. But speaking of Taylor Swift, you know, Scout is a Taylor Swift stan, but she's not like in the universe of it, you know? So like... Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I appreciate that. I mean, I wouldn't even say I'm a stan. Like, I just, I like her. Like, I like some songs. I feel like people have a problem when people say that, but I don't understand what the issue is with that. Because, like, I feel that way about so many artists. Like, if you bring up an artist, like, Phoebe Bridgers is a good example. Like, I like her. Like, I like some songs. Like, she's on a playlist or two. I would never be, like, literally, like, jumping through hoops to, like, listen to or see her. But I feel like when you say that about Taylor Swift or Harry Styles, people literally come at you with a pitchfork and you're literally like, what did I do? I don't get it. Totally. (laughs) I know. I feel like I'm a little scared to mess up in the Taylor Swift verse. Like I'm, I'm scared to. No, don't. (laughs) Don't. No, just don't. I don't care if I mess up in it. No, like if you. I don't care. It's not even if you mess up in the verse. If you insult or bother a Swifty in some way, like you're done. I know it's you're done. I've done it before. And you know, yeah, Scout Scout um, is <laughs> was team Jake Gyllenhaal during the whole scandal. <laughs> Look at you. It's a choice. It's a choice. It's a choice. It's a choice. I was just saying like he has slept with a girl like 10 years ago and all of a sudden his life is like blowing up for no reason. I don't know. Listen, I think it's a bit much when people are like commenting all over like John. Do you think John Mayer care? Like, I don't think this man gives a fuck. Like, fuck. No. Also, like, I think they a lot of people think that like Taylor Swift personally told them to go comment on his Instagram. Like, no. I don't think that's what she wanted you to do. Yeah. So I think that I I can see where you're coming from with that, where it's like, okay, like, yeah, like he fucked up 10 years ago and she wrote a song, which she has every right to do. That's her creative expression. She never asked her fans though to like cancel. Bully him. Or anyone. Because no one deserves to be cyber bullied, I guess, unless they're like a domestic terrorist. <laughs> Amen. In which case they maybe yeah. shouldn't even yeah. be on the internet. Yeah. You know? Um. So we were supposed to record this a couple weeks ago, but... And this, and I wanted to get your, your take on this. So it's a, it's a little delayed in, you know, in when this came out, but so we've had Tay Lautner, wife of Taylor Lautner on the pod. She's a good friend of ours. Amazing. And Taylor Lautner has been just like, he has been online because speak now is coming out. I had to educate scout on like what's happening right now, but I like that he's playing into it. Like he's kind of like, Oh, I'm safe. I'm good. Like, yeah, I like it. I like it too. And let's be honest with ourselves. Like Taylor Lautner, man, Taylor Lautner is not the most famous man in the world, nor is he like in every conversation right now. Like he just hasn't done anything lately to like be in the press. So if he wanted to be in the press for some reason, which I think that that's why he did it. Like it's the perfect way to like put yourself into the, pre- because like that is literally a song where she's like, I fucked up. Like the whole song is like her being like, it's, I wish that I could go back and like change what I did. Yeah. So it's literally the perfect opportunity to like get a couple news bites, get some positive press is for him to like come out and talk about it. And like, associate himself in the Taylor multiverse because she is like the number one most trending celebrity right now. So associate yourself with that and it's positive. It's like, the it's smart. It's like so whoever smart. came up with the PR move is smart, he, whether it was him or like his wife or like whoever. I kind of think it was his wife. She, Tay is like in it. Like she's, she's in on the joke. She but seems it's so great. cute. Like it's so cute that it's playful the way yeah. she does it and the way he does it. Like no, I love this it. whole thing with the exes of 10 years ago, I think that was my problem. It's like so fucking serious. Like it's 10 years ago. Everyone's over it. And I love how 
Taylor and Tay joke about it together. It's like the cutest thing ever. I had heard them on a podcast. They went on together and I was like, these two are adorable. Like the way that he talks to her, the way she talks to him, their banter, their encouragement, even like this is so specific, but the way they like wait for each other to finish sentences and like bounce off of each other and hype each other up is so sweet and encouraging. Like I really fuck with them as a a couple. They are, they're couple goals. Oh yeah. hundred percent. They're yeah, they're so fucking cute so together. So cute. And we've seen them. We went to we went to one of her like galas that she does for her mental health nonprofit. And so we saw them together. Yeah. And it was he was the most supportive hubby and just kind of like he was like walking behind her, like being like, here's my here's my girly. Like No, he's oh. a king. Oh. I really like yeah. Taylor Lautner. And I literally thought I just thought him inserting himself in the narrative was also like the funniest and silliest thing in the world, too. Where yeah. he's like, I'm safe, and it's like Nobody was really like concerned about you, but we love to hear from you. Like, we're really glad. Like, yes, we weren't concerned about you. We knew you were safe. Like, that's maybe the nicest song anyone could ever write about anyone ever. Like, if someone wrote that song about me, I would literally be like, my ego would be so inflated. No, he's he's in the clear. Like, it would be great. He's out of the woods, as they would say. Okay, wait. So you're a Broadway girly and... Scout and I used to be Broadway girlies. So we've never really had a Broadway girly though on the show. And I just wanted to get your your thoughts on the Wicked movie. Oh my God, I'm so excited. I totally fucking forgot that they're making yep. a Wicked movie. It's easy to forget because it comes out <laughs> in like two years. <laughs> Who's Alphabet? Cynthia Revo. She's like a very quintessential Broadway girly. And then Ariana Grande's Glinda. That a little I'm a little worried for I'm not gonna lie okay I can see where you're coming from no because she's so good she's like hey, da, da, da. She, you know she's like this I feel like she's like a little mouse she's like da, da, da. yeah she's perfect but I also think that she got her start on Broadway Ariana Grande which I think people don't know about right 13 yes and so also I think Ariana Grande like started her career as a classically trained Broadway singer and I think her like stands of her pop music or like where's her pop music and I'm like well they're training her voice to like get back to that place. And like in terms of like the leaks, like it shows like I think that she's going to be so good. Oh. Like I think it's going to be a whole new like era for her. Oh, I mean, she's going to sound. I mean, yeah. her voice is her voice is Beautiful. incredible. It's just definitely not who I would think of, you know, you know, right off the bat. Technically, yes. But like image and vibe, not so much. Yeah. Who's Fiero? I think that she's kind of rebranded to fit the mold. Uh, he's from Bridgerton. <gasps> oh, wait. Hold on. John- Fiero. Oh, wait. I think Wicked. he's from Bridgerton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Jonathan. John something with a J. Fiero Wicked movie. Jonathan Bailey. Jonathan Bailey. I thought he was from Bridgerton. He's attractive. He's attractive. I don't know what he's from. I could be misspeaking. But yeah, no, he's good looking. I think it's going to be so good. Like, I'm living for this <sighs> film. Like, I'm living to this film. But then the whole thing is that Part of it comes out in December 2024, and the other part comes out in December 2025. They're making it two parts. Okay, so Defying Gravity is going to be like, I feel like they're going to tease it at the end of part one and then do the full at the beginning of part two, which is going to be so (laughs) annoying for all of us. I know, but I think that we'll probably get a full cast album Mm. from the movie I think in order to keep people entertained, they're going to have to do something. Like, I understand why they're doing it because the book that the Wicked musical is based off of is like much more in depth and longer. And for them to make like this movie right, I think they wanted to like go above and beyond. But it's definitely annoying. I'm like, give us both parts at the same time. 
What's your favorite Wicked song? Such a hard question. I mean, I guess it's probably The Wizard and I. Like, I just think it's like makes me the most emotional like when I ever see the musical or think about it. But I also really like the duet in act two, oh. um, as long yes. as you're mine. I think it's like so sexy. Oh, it's a good one. I feel like, okay, so I hadn't listened. So I was a, Wicked was consuming my yeah. entire life at the age of 13 when I was in eighth grade, which of is an course. incredibly impressionable age. I was about to go into high school and it carried into high school, but like it started at the end of eighth grade for me. And I still think it's crazy that Avenue Q won Best Musical over Wicked that year in the Tonys, which was very fucking strange. Was that true? Yeah, that's fucking true. It's true. And it was based on like a crazy marketing campaign that they did that like was just insane. And then also Wicked didn't get great reviews from the New York Times out of the gate. Like they were really like not. So dumb. Fucking idiots so in dumb. my opinion. Okay. So I was listening to Defying Gravity specifically over and over and over again. Yes. And in eighth grade, I also, and this is so interesting how words and music can incredibly shape one's viewpoint of the world. And I was also at the same time memorizing Marianne Williamson's most favorite quote, you know, the one it is not our darkness that's our light that fears us most. Oh, I should yes, know yes, this yes, and yes. I do know this. I'm very tired. I apologize. Yes. Okay. Anyways, cute. 10 years later, I'm in the car and I'm like, you know what? I should listen to Wicked. And I put on Defying Gravity and I just start sobbing. And I realize that that song plus the Marianne Williamson quote together truly, I think, seeped into my subconscious. And I recognize them as the belief system that I legitimately run my entire life for, yeah. from. And I was listening to Divine Gravity. I was like, oh, that's how I had, I got the permission in my life to go against the grain, be a rule breaker, stand in my yeah. individuality, not succumb to peer I pressure. It. And it's so crazy because I was just listening to it as a 13 year old, but going back, I can see how much that shaped my formative teenage years. That's beautiful. Aww. I love that. And that's like so real with that whole musical. I feel like is such like a, such a yeah. life changer. Adele Dazeem would be so, so proud of you. So Scout. good. I know she would be so honored. Yeah. Okay. Wait, this is so funny. You brought up Avenue Q. I'm like literally having the most nostalgia. Yeah, no. Remember when I didn't racist sometimes no my favorite yeah. my favorite was we were Shana Fryer. no 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 no. hold on we were in a shop and I this was like when I was 10 years old and I didn't know what pussy was and so I said and I'm gonna eat her pussy tonight and I screamed it in the shop and Scout was like Scout was, was like, like it's no, no shut up no you're not <laughs> It was teaching you lessons from an early age. It was, it was my education. It was my sex education. Avenue it's Q. It's so funny. It was. It was. Honestly, Avenue Q was our sex education. It totally was. Definitely. Ever since having a baby, I've been extremely conscious about what I spend my money on and which products I use. And clothing is no different. I want my wardrobe to be sustainable, good quality, and timeless. You have to be talking about whimsy and row, right? Whimsy and Row is an LA-grown, eco-conscious brand born out of the love for cute, comfy, and classic styles. Every piece is made by women for women. Quality goods, local production, natural and organic fabrics. Yes, please give me all the linens. 
Just like OK Sister, Whimsy and Row is based on the idea that women are multidimensional. There's a balance of flirty feminine and minimal masculine in all of our wardrobes, and Whimsy and Row means exactly that. From special occasions to everyday effortless styles, their clothing is meant to mix and match and wear on repeat. I have been wearing their Kira pant in black linen probably three times a week. Sisters, if you've been listening to this podcast or following me on Instagram, you know that Whimsy and Rose Kira Pant in Black Linen is a sisterhood staple at this point. Founder Rachel Temko created the brand back in 2014 because she wanted to create an approachable and inclusive brand that cared for the people and the planet first. Get the full Whimsy experience IRL at their Venice location or shop online at whimsyandrow.com. Their store in Venice is so cute. I can attest. And if you're in LA, I highly recommend stopping by. They are always putting on these amazing community events. They just launched their spring summer collection and we will be living in it all summer long. Visit their website, whimsyandrow.com. That's W-H-I-M-S-Y-A-N-D-R-O-W.com and use code OKSISTER for 15% off. Sisters, my goal these days is to always look put together when I leave the house. Nothing over the top or super dressed up or anything like that. I just want to look put together and feel good about what I'm wearing in an effortless yet refined way. When I look at my closet every single morning and think about what I can wear that is chic and intentional, I usually end up grabbing one of my Jenny Kane sweaters and I always end up loving the way I look and the way I feel in them. You all know, sisters, that when I envision my highest self, I am wearing Jenny Kane. Their sweaters are the quintessential must-have item. I cannot stop wearing my Marina set. I throw it on and immediately feel like I'm in a Nancy Myers movie. Like I could just walk on the beach in Santa Barbara. It is the coastal grandma aesthetic. My favorite Jenny Kane sweater right now is their everyday sweater in taupe. This is the definition of a staple that every woman must have in their wardrobe. Sisters, trust me on this one. I wear it with leggings, oversized jeans and a little kitten heel or a silk maxi skirt. Legit, Mads and I are so obsessed with wearing our Johnny Kane sweaters that we've literally shown up both wearing the same sweater once. The white alpaca cocoon crew neck, which is this deliciously oversized sweater. Yeah, that moment takes the cake. Both of us walking in with our matching Jenny Kane sweaters. We're obsessed. Can't take them off. Wearing them every day. The type of staples that save your outfit. That is what I love about their entire collection. It is truly the art of simplicity. They focus on comfort, quality, and timeless designs. You can curate a wardrobe that never goes out of style. Find your new uniform at JennyKane.com. Our listeners get 15% off your first order when you use code OKSIS at checkout. That's 15% off your first order, J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com, promo code OKSIS. O-K-A-Y-S-I-S. Let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about. Hey, definitely. Um, okay, let's get into the meat of the episode. So Eli, I mean, everyone knows you, so I don't even have to like say an introduction, but you're a TikTok girly, you're a star. And one of these like recurring themes in your content are these rules that you that you list. And they're always incredible. And you probably talk faster than I talk, which is like, I, it, it makes me feel really good because you were like, it's hard. <laughs> I'm like, thank God there's someone that talks faster than me. How is she doing this? <laughs> I love it. So I thought that we would each kind of give like our rules for life. I think we could do like three each love. and just l- do a little chit chat and I'll go first. My number one rule for life is always bring a book. 
No, always. Oh, yes. Just bring it. Yes. Even if you're like, eh, I don't know if I'll have whatever. And if you don't open it, it's fine. But bring it because you'll always want it. And then you hadn't brought it in the first place. So that's my number one rule. Yes, I agree. I love that one. Right. Except you know what? Every time you bring it, you don't need it. So then if you're just bringing it I all know, the time, you're never going to need it. But you at don't least- bring, when you don't bring it, you always want it. It's annoying. Yeah, it's annoying. That's what the Kindle is for, I think. Yeah, we're not. Eh, that's a whole thing. It's a whole it's thing, a Eli, with us. We've been on a journey. It's a debate. It's a journey. Do you guys have them? No. Well, we did the iPad and we loved it because I felt like I read way more when I was reading yeah. on the iPad. But I really felt as if being around technology that much wasn't the best for me. And the book, part of the part of the comfy, cozy, genuine, fulfilling vibes of the book is to hold a book, is to flip the page, is to have it in your hand. And so we've gone back and forth because I see the pros and cons. But I think at the end of the day, the physical book has to take precedence unless I've never gotten the Kindle. Actually, it's probably better because it's smaller. I guess if I got the Kindle, I would do more of my informative nonfiction books on there where it's not necessarily about the reading experience, but it's about the knowledge that I'm extracting. That makes sense. I like mine a lot, but I used to be the same way where I was like totally anti, but then I just realized like with my ADD, I'm always reading more than one book at Mm. once and it's just like not sustainable to like travel Travel. with seven books. Like that doesn't make sense. And with all the traveling I'm doing, that's why I got it. But then I started to love it because when I go to an event or something, it slips in my purse. Mm. Like when I go out and I'm on the reading it on the subway or whatever, it's just like, it's smaller and it's not as like pick me energy as like, I brought my book (laughs) and Like, Thanks, you can't, like I can't like fit a book in my purse. No, no, no. Do you know what I mean when a girl like goes goes somewhere to specifically show everyone that she's holding the book? It's like not in her tote bag, oh. which is like if I brought a tote bag, that's what I do. I'm talking about you're physically holding it because it doesn't fit in your purse, but you want everyone to, to know, know that, that you you're reading the function. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Uh. That's what I'm talking about. It's not pick me to put the book in your tote bag and bring it everywhere. I do that too. Like that's normal. I love this distinction. Yeah. This is the I'm going out for drinks with my friends, but I might need my book, but I'm going to bring my tiniest purse possible. So I'm also going to carry, carry it. Carry my book as an example. And then just be like, I'm reading. Or it's like that that energy of like when you journal in public to like show people you're journaling, but you're not like actually journaling. You just want to like seem mysterious. I could never journal in public. I just feel like it's too intimate. (laughs) It's too like I'm divulging all my secrets on here and I'm like, and then I'm looking yeah. around. I'm like, oh my God, I don't, I feel self-conscious. You're like, is someone reading over my yeah. shoulder? And I'm like literally saying like everything that I feel inside right. my brain that I, like, if somebody read this right now, they'd be like, this woman isn't well. Yeah. I feel like yeah. Scout, you, you journal in public. Yeah. You don't give a yeah, shit. I journal in public all the time. I've done it ever since I was little. Like, like ever since I was 12, I'd go and sit yeah. and journal in public all the time. Yeah. I feel like I want to be able to, but I'm the same as you where like, I can't fully get there yeah. because I'm like, I'm almost like embarrassed that people around me know what I'm writing about, even though they don't. Kind of a vibe. That's how I am with music. Like when I listen to music in public spaces, I don't want anyone to hear because for some reason, even if I'm listening to good, great, fine music, I'm just like, I I just feel like I'm being judged for the music that I'm listening to and people are going to garner up opinions. Well, because she listens, she listens to Pitbull typically exclusively yeah and train That's and nickelback so sometimes and like you're listening Jimmy to World coldplay and the people are like yeah. <laughs> you're like they're gonna know yeah, yeah exactly I, I feel like at the end of the day people probably don't care about any of these things that we're concerned about yes. but like we really think they do and yeah, it consumes 100%. our entire lives 100 <laughs> percent. okay eli what's your rule what's your rule for life 
Oh, that's, I was like trying to think about some like rules for life. Okay. So one of mine is like, I never show up to someone's like home empty handed. Like if, even if, if my best friend in the world invites me over for dinner, like I will bring something. And I think it was like being raised by an Italian Jewish dad, like his whole thing, like from both sides, like mom was Jewish, dad was Italian. And like both sides are like, so like, you need to bring something like everywhere you go. And so I was just raised with that principle and now I always do it. But then I find it rude when other people don't do it, even though not everybody was raised like that. And it doesn't need to be expensive. Like sometimes I'll just like bring like $3 Trader Joe's flowers or literally like a cupcake for my friend. Like I'm always just bringing something for someone because I want them to know like, oh, you're having me into your space. Like I will bring something to the space. I think that's one of mine. Also like, I don't know. I kind of love when I'm like inviting people over and they bring like things, but it's, it doesn't just have to be like a bottle of wine. It can be something that like, I don't know. My one friend like pours homemade candles all the time and she'll like bring one over. Like I love that. It's like sweet. I don't know. I love that kind of thing. That makes me feel exhausted just thinking about that. Like that is so much effort to add. I'm trying to think about adding that into my daily life and I'm like, I can't do that. And it's so weird because I don't, I don't like it when people bring things to my house. They always bring the wrong thing and then I throw it away. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I think that it's like a twofold thing where I also don't go a lot of places. So it's like not a (laughs) It's like not a ton of effort for me. You know what I mean? Like when I'm like going somewhere, like that's a commitment that I've known about for a while. And like, I will right. like, so you have, pl- you have time to plan. Yes. Like I'm not, the, I'm not really a social butterfly. So like if my friend invites me over for dinner, I probably knew like two weeks before. Okay. Got it. Got it. Got it. Right. I always bring wine because I can also enjoy the gift. Cause you want to drink the wine. I want to drink the wine yeah. and they probably, that's always a kosher. They're, all, they're probably so they're they're not going to have natural wine that I like. So I bring the wine that I yeah. like and then we open it and I get to enjoy it. You know what? That's a, the biggest life hack when you yeah. bring your own bottle of wine and they're like, we have wine, but we could just open yours. And you're like, great. You're and like, it's perfect. like your favorite bottle. <laughs> you're like, what? why not open mine? Like, cause you know that you're going to like it anyways. Like that's a life hack. What do we think? What do we think about? This is a person I want to be, but I don't think I ever will be sending handwritten notes. Thank you. Next. I can't do it. Because also when you get a thank you note from someone, like you feel, it feels so purposeless to me. Like I'm like, that's a nice gesture garbage. Do you know what I mean? Like straight into the garbage. And also I get a pressure. I get pressure when I write letters because I cannot just write a letter that says, thanks for having me over. Love Scout. I feel like I have to tap into an immense flow of gratitude, a poetic stanza and haiku that exemplifies their energy and how they've impacted my life for the moment that I'm thanking them for. And then it's just so much pressure. And then no one can read my writing because it looks like Arabic, (laughs) like small Arabic letters. Yeah. And so, you know, it's like, okay, you know, I'm glad you brought this up. I had a baby shower last year for my baby when I was pregnant and I was supposed to write thank you cards. I'm like, that is the fucking, not the point. Like everyone's supposed to give me gifts to help me and to support me. And now I'm here so pregnant. Thanking them. And I'm like, thank you for the ex love scout in the mail. You know what I mean? Like, it's not the point. I also, I completely agree with you, not the point. And I don't know if you guys saw this TikTok, but there was like an extremely viral TikTok. And it was like, to my anxious girls, you don't need to text your friend every single time after hanging out with them, like telling them how much fun you had and how like you loved hanging out with them. And I was like, this is so me. Like I will part ways with my friend and be like, blessed like I'll be crafting out a message like blessed to have you in my life like what a lovely time and I'm like okay like this fucking person is probably like what the fuck like okay like love you too wait that's really I do it a lot 
I didn't realize. So, okay. So I do that when it's like a newer friend where it's like, oh, yes. hey, like, yes. It, I always feel so good after meeting with you, whatever. But yeah, like my best friends, I would never text after and be like, I do it. That's so funny. I'm like, you all, all text them like, you are the joy of my life. Like, and I'm not lying. Like I'm completely like, right, this right. is fucking genuine from the bottom of my heart. But I just like, I think I have this thing of like every social interaction I have, even with my most intimate people, if I don't see them every single day, like not like with my boyfriend, I'm doing this. But if I don't see them every day, I'm like in my brain, I'm like, oh my God, like I need to tell this person how much they mean to me right fucking now as yeah. though they don't know. Right. Yeah, but that's also like a thing. Like you say goodbye and then you feel as if it's almost as if the interaction is lingering and you have yes. to have closure on it. And yes. that's the way you have closure on it. That's how I feel of it. It's like, okay, we did this, we said bye, and now I need to close the loop and say thank you for spending time with me. I had a great time. I guess it's like the new thank you card. It's the yes. new thank yeah. you card. No there more thank is. you cards, just just loving text messages. There we go. Just loving so text messages. Okay, yeah. scout. Yeah. You go. Okay. One of my life rules is do not sleep with your phone in your room. So put your phone somewhere else. Mine stays upstairs. And ever since I have done this, I, the first time I heard about this, I was like, that's crazy and never going to happen, which is a problem in itself. If you're saying that to yourself, there's a reason. So we should dig, dig a little deeper there. Once I started doing it, my whole life changed. One, I actually have a sacred, almost unplugged, you know, not distracted space that I'm getting into bed with. So I get into bed, I read a little bit of my book where I meditate and I go to sleep and I wake up and my phone is, you know, we always try to not be on our phone for the, the beginning of the day. I go like at least an hour in the morning. But if it's right next to you, like you're gonna pick it up, you're gonna see a text, you didn't put it on do not disturb or whatever it is, you're gonna open it up and see how your Instagram posted yesterday, whatever the fuck you're gonna do. And if it's not in the room, it's just not your immediate go-to and it's a guarantee to set your nighttime up well and to set your morning up well. And now when I sleep with my phone next to me, like for example, if my husband's coming home late from work because he's getting his PhD, so sometimes he's in the lab late, I'll bring my phone downstairs because it's just me and my daughter at home and I want to make sure like for safety reasons I can call whatever because yeah. I'm afraid, I'm a very scared person at night. I go to bed significantly later. My sleep is significantly disrupted and my morning is not as peaceful every single time. Like you will reduce your scrolling by an hour every day if you just, like every time I bring my phone in, to bed, I'm scrolling for 30 minutes past when I wanted to go to sleep. So it is my life rule, never sleep with your phone in your bedroom. That's a good one. I don't know if I have the wherewithal to do it, but that's like, I'm inspired. Do you have your phone in your room, Just, Maddie? Okay, so I do, but I'm also a non-looker at the phone for 30 minutes in the morning. Okay, the cool. nighttime could be better for sure. Like, yeah. And it's true, once you, if you remove the trigger, then the habit, you know, you just force yourself, you know, we, we're, we just have to make yep. it easier on ourselves to not be, um, like to have that trigger for the habit. But in the nighttime, I try to put it, like I put it on the other end of the, of the like bed side, the table on the bed, the what? The bedside table. The bed <laughs> I'm like the what? And so it's, it's far enough that like I, I, it would be work for me to reach over reach. and grab it. So it, it is a little out of hand. Next step, put it away because even you'll find, I swear to God, you will find that even now when the phone's in the room, like I feel the energy of the yeah, phone. Totally. Like I'm like, there's yeah. my text messages. There's my Instagram. There's my connection. There's my yeah. email. Like I know I'm the same. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and I don't even know if it's productive phone time at that 
at that time. Like I'm just yeah. literally just going bouncing back from Instagram to TikTok, refreshing the fucking notifications and going to email. I'm like, why do I need to know any of this right this. now? Yeah. I will say and that- And then it disrupts your sleep. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I will say that I, my boyfriend just moved into like a bigger unit in his building because I'm moving in with him. And I will yeah. say that we- didn't put the t- his TV used to be in his bedroom and we moved it to out to the living room and left it out there as yeah. like a permanent thing. And we used to do this thing where we would move it back and forth and it would like kind of live in the bedroom a lot. It doesn't anymore. And we are like noticing how much more we like the bedroom without the TV because we watch less TV, number one. And two, we shut it off like two hours before bed because we want to like get in bed. And then like I do like to do TikTok at night as more so like R&D to be honest and like mm. people might think that's ridiculous but that's when I like hunt for sounds think about my content for the next day it's yeah. like part of my like work Job. day and then yeah. I'll read and then he does his Duolingo which sounds like I'm <laughs> Meghan Markle when she was like sometimes we do a Duolingo or whatever but I'm fucking serious he's trying to learn Italian wait I just signed up for Duolingo yesterday no this man is trying to do it like he does hours at night while I read oh he like God. does Duolingo yeah. I just signed up it's so fun wait what are you learning Scout? French that's what I learned yesterday. That sounded like that. just grunts. What was that? No, that says the cat and the boy and the man. <laughs> you have plenty of time now to learn French before Maddie's birthday karaoke so that you can like speak French drunkenly like at the karaoke. Yes. <laughs> or or we'll play that Christina Aguilera song. Yeah, there we go. Wait, Eli, what's oh what's God. the boyfriend learning? He's trying to learn Italian, I think, like, because he wants to, like, you? speak Italian when we're in Italy for, like, six days. And I'm like, <laughs> is it that? It's not like we're, like, moving there. It's not like a sabbatical. But he's like, I need to learn Italian. But, like, he's, like, really into it. And to be honest, I prefer it. Like, when I'm reading, I like that he's also, like, because he's not a big reader. I like that he's also doing something, like, I don't know, to, like, stimulate his brain. I feel like it's good for you to do something like that, opposed to, like, just scrolling TikTok for hours. Yeah, totally. Do you know what I mean? Totally. I just think it's a good hobby, like to learn something new, whatever it is. But it is kind of funny because I'm like, Italian is spoken in one country. <laughs> like people say it's a pointless language and we are going there for six days. But I will say his first language was Spanish. So I think it's a bit easier yeah. for someone like him to yeah. learn Italian yeah. and like is way less difficult than like me going on Duolingo and being like, I'll learn Italian. Totally. Totally. Okay. My next life rule. So I saw this on TikTok, but I had been doing it for a while. So I, and I was so glad that this TikTok went viral. She was talking about how you should never leave a nice thing unsaid. And so if you have a nice thought or if you think about someone, you're like, oh, I love that girl's outfit. Or I loved, I loved when my friend did this or whatever. Text them, message them, get in touch with them and tell them. And I've been doing this for a long time. Like I'll just text people out of the blue. I'll DM people all the time. Even a listener did this to us the other day where she sent us a voice note and she was just like, I saw this TikTok about you should never leave a nice thing unsaid. And so I just want to tell you guys how much the podcast has impacted me. And like the, you just don't know how much it will transform someone's day. Like it is such a little thing that takes so little effort that will have tremendous impact on someone's day. Wait, Maddie, I call it, I call it don't bury your kindness. I always say don't bury your kindness. Okay, that's good. So like if you have like a kind thought, like, cause I always think about this, like, I do this, I'm the same as you all the time. Like wherever I am, like I'll literally be like, you're so pretty to like a barista. I will talk, tell anyone if it comes into my head, I always remind myself, don't bury it because I always know it feels so good when someone doesn't bury it and they say something to me. Right. 
I'm like obsessed with that rule. That one's amazing. I love that. Don't bury your kindness. Of course, Eli, you'd have like a, a nicer, like cuter way to <laughs> mantra no, 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 way. To it say wasn't it. even a cuter way. I also saw that TikTok and I was like, oh my God, that's don't bury your kindness. There it is. I love it. I was like, there it is. <laughs> there it is. Okay. Eli, what's your next rule? Okay. Mine is like a bit funnier, but I will never add somebody's contact into my phone until I either have had like a really strong connection with them. Like I've really connected with them and I like want to be friends with them. Or if it's a man, three dates or more where I see it going in the direction. Otherwise, I just don't want you to take up real estate in my phone. So like you're in my phone because like I felt a strong connection to you. And like when we first met on my podcast, I was like, I love this person. And I know that like we're going to meet in person and like she'll be in my life. So like whenever we texted, it was like you're in my phone. Yeah. But if especially if I'm if I was single and dating, I would never add someone's phone into my like number into my phone until I was sure that either it was going somewhere or that it was going to be something like we were going to connect in some way. Otherwise, I'm just like, you don't I don't need you to take up real estate. Uh, you know what? I that's a really good. Yeah, rule. I think it's a really good rule. And now that I'm thinking about my pattern, I'm kind of the same way where I'll get a text from someone that I just like hadn't. I don't know. It was like kind of work related, like networky type things. And then they'll text me a couple of months later. I'll be like, who the fuck is this? And then and then then I might if it's like, okay, you're coming back yeah. into my life and like, but I agree. It is this yeah. stamp of approval on the relationship. Yeah. It's like, okay, yeah, like I've now committed to wanting to know more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that I do that like without even like not unconsciously, like do, I'm not yeah. even conscious that I'm having that rule for myself because I feel like I'm notorious for not adding people to my contacts until yeah. I'm like, oh, okay, I really need to add this person to my contacts. Yeah. I'm the same way. Huh. Okay. I like that. That's, That's a, a good, good one. one. That's a good one for all the single girlies Thanks. out there oh, too. Aim. Yeah. A hundred percent for the single girlies. Don't add his number. Like unless like, unless it's like three dates and he's like the best person on earth. Like, no. That's a good one. Okay, Scout. My second rule is don't fight an emotion with that same emotion. So Ooh. don't get anxious about the anxiety. Don't get depressed about the depression. Mm. Don't get sad about the sadness because that's, where suffering comes from. So whenever I am feeling, whenever I'm like fighting the emotion that I no longer want to feel with the same emotion, I stop myself and I practice acceptance, surrender, and then I choose a different emotion to approach the one that I feel uncomfortable wow. with. Wow. I can't I like that. I do that. I 100%. It's like a vicious loop and cycle where the anxiety creeps in and yeah. then I get mad at myself for being anxious. And then I'm anxious that I'm mad about being mad about it. It's yeah. insane. Yeah. Don't fight your anxiety with anxiety. That's a good one. Amen. Amen. I know that. Of course, Scott, that's such, it's such a you rule too. Well, isn't this supposed to be rules yeah, for our life? I know. It's such so, a you rule. I love it. I love it. <laughs> it's I such love a you it. rule. Okay. My next one is use a film camera or a digital camera. So there is something that happens when you use a film camera. And, and I was on the film camera train way before it became like super trendy in this past year. I used to take film photos when I was like in middle school, like with a 35 millimeter camera. And I would go to the little, I know I was so emo. And then I would go to the, like so the photo store, get it developed. Like I was that bitch. And there was something so, it makes you feel so much more present when you're taking f film photos. Mm. And of course you can like still take with your phone, whatever, but you feel like, okay, this is the one shot. Like let's, I'm going to make this like, and you're so much more intentional about the photo you're taking, the moment and the memories feel better when you get 
the film back. Like you're so excited to see the film photos. You forgot what you took photos of. And it's this amazing moment of just so nostalgia fun. and memories. So I highly encourage anyone to just start taking film photos this summer. It is, you'll, you'll it. understand how amazing it is. That's a really good yeah. one. Yeah. Or disposable cameras. Disposable cameras work too, but film photos, I don't know something about it. It's just, I love it. I love it so much. Eli, do you take film photos or digital camera? I'm digital camera girly, but I love my digital yeah. camera. And one thing I'm realizing about why I love it is that like, I've done simply nothing other than like follow like the film girlies and like the <laughs> TikTok girlies, like rules for like how to make the photos look good. But when you take a photo of somebody else where they like, and you show it to them and they look really good because it's on a digital camera and they yeah. feel so good about it and like want you to send it to them. I don't know. That just feel makes me feel happy. Like that I could take pictures of other people that I love and they're like, oh my God, I love that photo of me. Like, and people deserve to like photos of themselves. And it's like, you know, not everyone has a digital camera. So I do love my digital camera for that reason. Yeah. I took, so I thankfully had the Canon G7 Mark, whatever, the, the one that's Before going the viral. Moment. Yeah. So I, I mean, I had it for YouTube a couple years ago. And so it's been like sitting in my, you know, whatever drawer. And then this trend it erupts happened. of the of the flash and I was like fuck yes I could use this camera again so I brought it you were like she's getting charged <laughs> I look at that that I I took some photos of scout and she was like oh my god I need this camera like I look so good I and love these yeah you know it's just yeah I I, I love that moment okay Eli what's your third rule my third one is embarrassment is a choice and what I mean Ooh. by this is like like if if I like punched you in the face like that would hurt right like there's nothing like that would hurt. But if I like embarrass you, like there's no such thing as like, that's not the same as me punching you in the face. Like you're then choosing to feel embarrassed. Like you're choosing that fe feeling and that emotion. And like, there's so many scientific studies that prove that people are thinking of us, maybe a 10th of what we perceive them to be. And yeah. for that, I'm like, if, so if something embarrasses you, people are thinking about it only 10% as much as you think that they are. Like they actually aren't thinking about it at all. They've probably already forgotten about it. In fact, yeah. And so because of that, I'm just like embarrassment is a choice. It's a social contract. It doesn't exist. And like confidence, nobody knows if it's real or fake. So just like go in with the confidence and like you're going to be fine. And like once I freed myself from like worrying about feeling embarrassed, I feel like I like became who I am almost Ugh. in a non-cheesy way. That's also a really good tip That's for so people good. who want to show up on the internet because I think a lot yeah. of people stop themselves because they feel some sort of embarrassment. But that's really all it is. It's basically false confidence. It's just you yeah. showing up and being unapologetically yourself. And that's, that's the consistency and the attitude you need. Absolutely. And also the second you blush or you like exude that you're, or showing any sign of embarrassment, then everyone else picks up on it. And then they think it's embarrassing where if you yeah. were just confident, like they wouldn't think it's embarrassing. Yeah. I totally agree. Yeah. I love that one. That's a great one. Okay. Scout. My third life rule, this one's not as deep as my last one. Don't put fucking tomatoes in your guacamole. Just like oh, don't do that. A don't don't do it. A I agree. Also, don't put onions in your guacamole. Yeah, just don't do any of that. No. Just none of that. But definitely, I mean, onions, I'll take over tomatoes, but for sure. Just PSA. No more tomatoes and guac. That's my please life rule. Stop. Yeah. I agree. This is a PSA. Let's let's please stop. Yeah. I once had pineapple in a guac and I was like, no, where were you? Oh, wait, it wasn't pineapple. It was interesting. Pomegranate seeds. Oh, they do that. They do that. You know they what? do that. They do. They do be doing that. The people do do that. And it's interesting. <laughs> and I was like, choice. pineapple. That's weird. I don't hate that one. It's a choice. It's not, it's not the worst thing in the world, but it's definitely not like 
if you would give me the option to have it with or without, like I'm choosing without. I'm choosing without. You don't need pomegranate seeds. Most people are choosing without. Like there are some restaurants that clearly are run, I feel like are like Mexican restaurants that white people own where there's like 100%. a guacamole menu where you can like put toppings on the guac. And I'm like, yeah, back to this basics. Is, no. This this is not authentic. No. Like nobody actually like. I mean, I'm not entirely sure, but I'm, I'm pretty sure like the fruit in the guacamole isn't authentic. That's not a good move. <laughs> no, my dad, our dad makes the best guacamole ever. It's avocado, cilantro, lime, garlic, salt. That's dip. it. No, it's just it's simple. And I think if you go to the most authentic, delicious Mexican restaurants you've ever been to, you're having a simple, simple. guac. I mean, I don't know. I have to say, like. I think the most authentic, like some of the most authentic Mexican spots put tomatoes. They do? In the guacamole. Oh, they put tomatoes. I'm pretty sure. I've never, every, cause every time I go out, I mean, San Diego, it's like. I kind of want to look up like authentic guacamole <laughs> recipe and see if it calls for tomatoes. Should I do it? Yeah, do it. I'm can looking you do it up. that? Because I need a pulse check on this because I have never, I've never gotten guacamole out without tomatoes. I'm, I'm actually 90% sure it does have tomatoes because like yeah. all of these ones say like, like, okay, this is like literally from my Latina table, like a like a blog, and it says, learn how to make the most authentic guacamole, how her abuela taught her. And it literally says like cilantro, onion, jalapeno, lime juice, salt, tomato, avocado. Okay, great. Love that. So the tomato, us. I think, does go in there. I will say yeah. I, I yeah, don't yeah. mind no, no, the tomato. No, my life rule, my life rule is not traditional. Okay. So you don't like it, but I think I that don't my, I, don't I don't think the that tomato. the tomato fully bothers me, but what does bother me is when somebody makes salsa or guac and like you know the like brown part of the tomato like on the top yeah that you're like meant to throw out they like don't throw out that like yeah. chunk and it like gets in there and then like you eat a bite and you're like why am i eating like something hard and then you take it out and it's like that chunk a stem yeah like a stem <laughs> i think if the stem gets in there maybe yes, we yes 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 reevaluate yes. but i like that i don't mind a tomato Okay. Good rule. Good rule, Scout. No steps. Oh, no steps. No. I don't want a tomato. You're like, absolutely not. <laughs> absolutely not. Okay. Before we wrap, we need to talk about your book because you're an author. When is it coming out? Can you give us like some spoilers? Yeah, it's coming out. So the pre-order is very, very soon. I can't Yay! like fully disclose the date, but I've been like Easter egging it around and then it'll formally be out. Like people will have it in their hands in the winter technically before the end of this year. So that's really exciting. And it's called I Didn't Know I Needed This. I'm really excited. I'll have to get you guys both a copy. 100%. And hopefully I'll see you both before them because I I feel I like I fit into your your duo. Like not to like, no, like you, you know, are third sister energy. Myself. No, you're third but sister I energy. I just feel like the first time we met, I was like, oh, we're just like. Yeah, same wavelength. It is. It's happening. And yeah. then like you're also the same. I'm like, okay, we're all on the same wavelength yeah, here. Yeah, exactly. I know there's a certain women that can be deemed the third sister energy. One is Kelsey Kreppel, oh who God. you know, you, and then we had She's one other perfect. that I feel like fit the mold. But yeah, we are, we're always on the, on the hunt for third sisters. Wait, I have a question for you guys. Mm -hmm. Did you fight a lot growing up and now you just have a beautiful energy or did you guys like have a beautiful energy growing up as well? So I think that when I hear other stories of sisters who fought when they were growing up, I'm like, whoa, we never did that. Like Mads and I never like got physically violent or like played terrible pranks yeah. on each other or like- well, I did I did throw, I did punch you sometimes. Like I beat you up a little bit sometimes. You were like, there was a little physical violence. There was a little, little. <laughs> when we were lie. really young, you would wrestle me. But I mean, like when we were, you know, 10, 12, 15, 18, like 
We didn't. I hear stories of some sisters just fucking going ape shit on their sister, yeah. and you and I never had that. What I say, what I say is that we were sisters and we were close. Like we could do the same things. Yeah. I, you know, we would go to coffee shops together, whatever. But we didn't necessarily. I think we deepened our relationship significantly when we started this podcast. Our relationship mm-hmm. was not what I it was that. like before this, but. It wasn't like there was anything wrong or that we didn't get along. We just weren't as close as we are now, I would say. But I wouldn't be like we were super tight either, you know, kind of like in the middle. Yeah. The podcast brought it together even more. Like, because I'm just like sitting here like, wow, they have such a lovely relationship. Like, that must be so nice. I wonder if it was always like this. And I'm like, that's really sweet that the podcast like made it a beautiful thing podcast brought it to get brought us together we've been doing this mads for almost five years imagine our relationship like i don't even remember what our relationship was like before i know cases. i know five like, years it's a new era for you it's a new era okay new era for let's us. let's ask so our new. last question so eli we ask okay. every woman that comes on okay sis this if you were to brag about one thing in your life and you cannot be humble what would you brag about that's so nuts what a question oh my god I'm literally like what oh my god and I can't be humble I'm like this is I feel like this is hard because everybody's women are so prone to like being over humble that's why we ask it yeah wait I kind of love it I would probably just say that I have a really high tolerance for pain um no I'm not kidding like it's actually like it's it's scary like high like just everything like I don't know like when I ran my first marathon and like all the things that I feel like I've equated with pain in my life I just have a high tolerance for physical not emotional pain like even with my appendix like and my appendicitis like I waited six days before going to the hospital like with a burst appendix like I really like I just have a really high tolerance for pain it's a blessing and a curse like for so many reasons have you ever gotten your vagina waxed Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been okay. I don't like sugaring mostly because I'm just like concerned that they're going to like rip it all off. But like the Brazilian doesn't bother me. Wow. I've had two IUDs in like I would say it's bad, but not like the worst thing in the world. Like, wow. you know, all of the th- all of the things like the root canal, the cavity, like the oh, I think the one that gets people the most is I had a revision for my breast reduction and anesthesia for breast reduction specifically makes people more nauseous than other surgeries. It's just like, you're so Hmm. nauseous. Like almost everybody like gets to that level of like extreme nausea where you have to like even stay at the hospital for longer because breast reductions are outpatient most of the time, meaning like you can leave when it's done. And so they were like, let's try to do it under local instead. And I was like, okay, like whatever, like fine. Like I can't believe I agreed to this. And I go under local and I asked him if I could have music. So I put my headphones in and I was lying on my phone. So like it was before AirPods. So like the corded headphone is like behind my body. Like I'm lying on like the chair. I have my eyes closed because obviously like what the fuck? I'm not going to like like watch this shit. And at one point I could like smell something that smelled like it was like cooking or whatever. And they were like burning my flesh off. And I was like literally awake, like under local. And he was like, (laughs) he was like, if it hurts, ask for more. And I was like, more, like literally, I'm not even kidding you. I can't even remember this to this day now. I'm just like, that was fine. Like ultimately I'm fine. Wait, (laughs) so the anesthesia just like didn't work? Like you just weren't under? They didn't put me, they didn't put me under general. They just put me under local. So like they literally just like, 
like if you were going to get a cavity and they like right. and they just like and numb. they like put that they just put it I all mean, I guess that's what they do with a c-section yeah right? I, I yeah like it's just like you're awake and to be fair it didn't work and that totally wasn't their fault they were trying to make it easier on me and I mm. ended up going fully under so that they could like actually perform the operation oh, to like the fullest extent oh, that I required but I will say like that wasn't that bad. Like it was definitely wow. horrible. And like, I wouldn't like ask to do that again. But like, if we're not being humble about something we can brag about, like I can brag about my pain tolerance. Amen. Wow. That, this is an okay says first for sure. Yeah, this is an okay says first because I walked out of a Brazilian wax 75% done because I could not stand it any longer. You were so. like, get me out. I think the one reason I won't do waxes is that even though my pain tolerance is high, I don't subject myself to pain for no reason. And I personally in my life don't see the reason for Brazilians. I can do yeah. a bikini wax if I'm going on a vacation, but like I don't mind if it like is a little bumpy or like a little scrappy. Like I'm not yeah. like big on the totally bare moment. So for me, it's like I don't get them mostly just because I don't, you don't really want to. them. Totally. I do. Um, it was like yeah. a magic eraser. I would do it, but it's like <laughs> painful for what? The laser. I don't get it just because it's fucking painful. Yeah. As yeah. Shit. The laser is the best. I do love a, I am a, I want a, it to look like a seal. Like I, I do want like full. That's you. Yeah. yeah. That's me. That's me. That's how I am with my legs. I'm yeah. like, I need them to be smooth. Like I like how my pants feel on them. Totally. Like it's not anything yeah. about yeah, the boyfriend. Nothing. It's not about the boyfriend. I no. don't really care about that. It's just. If the I boyfriend feel- cared, I would be like, oh. what the fuck? <laughs> I'd be like, get out. Bye. <laughs> I'd be like, you're done. Go, go bye. <laughs> yeah. Scott, what were you going to say? I was just going to say, I feel like like my brain is like going like this. Um, I was going to say, everyone knows this, but I love the feeling of, oh no, I'm totally losing it. I love the feeling of shaved legs and then getting into bed. Yeah, of course. Like, yeah, I know. That's why I was laughing because it's obviously a fucking obvious thing to say. And I have nothing original to add to this fucking conversation. It's like, yeah, every fucking person feels that. But certain people care about it more. Like, yeah, I had friends that when I lived in my sorority house in college who were like, oh, I'm not shaving my legs this winter. Like, I have a long distance boyfriend. I'm not going to see him. Like, I don't feel the need to be smooth for like a hookup. And like, I don't I don't not shaving my legs. But for me, it's like I don't like how they feel on any sort of surface unless they're shaved. Totally. Totally. Yeah. I'm with you. All right. I'm with you. Beautiful way to end the pod. Um, Eli. <laughs> Stunning. We love you so much. See you at karaoke. We'll see you at karaoke. <laughs> yeah, see you at karaoke. Um, no, I'm going to like find an excuse to come to LA. <laughs> yeah, make it like a work trip. Expense it or something. Like we can we can write yeah, it I'm off gonna be as like, a work Does trip. Does anyone need me out there? They're going to be yeah. like, not necessarily. I'm like, are you sure? <laughs> they're like, no, we don't need you out here. Please don't come. I'm please like, don't please come. Please let me. <laughs> yeah, All right. Like, where can everyone... Where can everyone follow you if they don't already, which like is dumb if they don't already. You can follow me, Eli.Rallo, E-L-I.R-A-L-L-O on Instagram and just Eli Rallo on TikTok. And then my podcast is called Miss Congeniality. Maddie came on it. You're both going to have to come on it again, but I feel like we should do an in-person moment, like when we're all together. Okay, so. Which will happen. Yes, when you come to LA. Then we'll do it. Yes, for karaoke. We'll do it before karaoke. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep it, keep it like. Yeah, yeah, it'll be a pregame. Oh, we should yeah. do one of those. That would be fun. That'd be now so I have plans. Fun. Yeah. Okay, there we go. We did it. <laughs> All right. Thank you, sisters, so much for listening. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Love you.
Hey there, I'm Dr. Tracy Dalglish, clinical psychologist and couples therapist. If there's one thing I know from both my personal and clinical experience, it's that we are really good at comparing ourselves to others. We tend to get stuck in the unhelpful narratives that play on repeat in our minds, and we struggle to set boundaries and create healthy love. Each week, I bring you clinical knowledge and evidence-based research, experiences of sitting in the therapist chair, and being a wife, mother, and business owner to talk about everyday issues we all face to help you you change the dialogue in your life. Tune in every Thursday to I'm Not Your Shrink wherever you listen to podcasts. While I'm not your shrink, I am still human and I'm excited for us to be in our vulnerability and humanness together.